Friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. My name is Chris Rogers and I am so pleased that you have chosen to join me today. If this is your commute, if you're doing the washing up, if you're just sat having a coffee, whatever it is, welcome. I am so pleased that you have given me this little bit of time. We're going to jump into an episode today uh, about your mouth. Jesus invites us to be in control of all areas of our lives and our mouths are one of those areas and the reality is we can be quite poor uh, with the way that we control our mouths so that's what we're going to explore today what does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus and to honour God with our mouths before I get there just a couple of things if you hear squeaking in the background I apologise my 3D printer is going and it's still got another hour and a bit and I can hear it in the background, so I don't know if the microphone will pick that up. So if you hear squeaking, uh, it's not the microphone, it's not my bones, it is just my 3D printer. The other thing just to say is this. So the church that I lead in East London, All Hallows Bow, we have interns every year. And uh, it's just so exciting to have young people come join us, grow in leadership, developing their understanding of themselves, uh, understanding of how Jesus can change the world. Uh, we get to work with a lot of Bengali Muslim uh, women and men. We're in a very Muslim neighborhood. We have a coffee shop that we run uh, that serves the neighborhood, but also is there for mission to reach the neighborhood. And we love having interns with us. And we're looking at the moment for a couple of interns that we might be able to invest into for the next year. And they don't come as cheap labor. They come to be invested into. We commit to investment. So if you know of a young person uh, who would be up to, uh, for moving to East London and would like to grow in leadership, see mission firsthand, and maybe even sense a calling to some sense of church leadership, then connect them with me, DM me, send me a little message. Uh, until the end of July, we'll be uh, waiting to work out who our interns will be for the following year. So, uh, you know anybody? Point them in my direction. But, yep, let's jump straight in. Let's talk about honouring Jesus with our mouths. So here we go. Discipleship and our mouths. Yeah, Jesus wants to influence all areas of your life. He wants to really shape all areas of your life, not because he doesn't like you, but because he loves you. He wants to discipline you in a way that brings out the best of who you are. One of those areas is, is around your mouth, what you say, how you speak, how you engage with others. Do you bring life or do you bring death? Gossip is a huge problem. Uh, for so many individuals, not least in the church, like gossip does seem to be uh, something that people really do struggle with. They they love talking about other people uh, and uh, using their words to bring other people down. It's not acceptable. It is not okay. I was driving my car uh, just before the pandemic last year. I could say just before the pandemic because I've barely driven my car over the last year. But I was driving my car. We we're going to the supermarket. And this white van driver pulled up next to me. And I have no idea what he was upset about, but he's screaming and shouting and swearing at me. And he mouthed these words, something around, and I'll stab you. What? We're driving. I was really not doing anything that wrong. If I, if I was even aware that I'd done anything wrong, 
I'd obviously done something to upset this guy. If anything, it was not driving fast enough. I, I don't, I don't know. But this guy was incredible how he turned on me so fast. Look, we live in a culture that says it is my right to impose my views on you. We live in a culture that says it's my right to bite you with my words and get you out of my way. We live in a culture that says it is my right to tell you what I think. Look, we live in a world that says I'm entitled to say whatever I like, however I like. You know, we seem to think that we are entitled to say and do as ever we wish, even if it offends or hurts you. And um, it's certainly been my experience uh, in uh, East London, uh, very similar to some of my experiences uh, from back home when I lived in, in West Yorkshire. Uh, just this attitude of uh, this entitlement. I'm, I'm entitled to say whatever I want to you. And I mask it by saying, I don't mean to upset you, but. Or I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to offend you, but. And then, and then saying some incredibly offensive thing. Uh, no, you are trying to offend me. Uh, you're just trying to mask it in pretending to be something else, and you are not. See, with the wrong words at the wrong time, we can break a promise. Uh, a bad intention can be given. A lie can be told. A story can be exaggerated. And a fight can begin. Just across the road from our house is a bus stop. And... Uh, the number of arguments we see either with people at the bus stop who suddenly just seem to burst out in anger at each other or because of the way that the cars have to drive around the bus, the number of times you hear a horn popping and some driver screaming at the top of his voice at another driver, yelling and swearing. Uh, fights break out so quickly. Uh, in front of our very eyes. Uh, you know, and David knew this. Like King David knew this. He understood this. And in Psalm 141 verse 3, it says this, Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips and don't let my heart be drawn to evil. You know, your heart and your mouth are connected. What your mouth says reveals what's really going on in your heart. If you are somebody who is gossiping about others, that's not a mouth issue. That's a heart issue. You're revealing something about your heart. Now, James chapter 4, if you've never ever read it, give it a read. James, not James chapter 4, James chapter 3, sorry. James chapter 3 is the writings of Jesus' brother, James. And he's writing about the mouth and how the mouth is a dangerous device because it will cause people to stumble it will cause people to fault and fail it will cause people to say things that they shouldn't and it would cause arguments it would cause a fire uh, it's it's dangerous because it will destroy um life the the mouth will destroy life it will bring death because it's connected with the heart and wherever your heart is your mouth will speak so I just want to explore uh, three images that he has in James chapter 3, uh, just drawing out a couple of verses. So the first thing that uh, James talks about is this. Verse 11 of James 3, Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? In other words, the mouth can be toxic. The mouth can be 
toxic. What comes out of a bottle of water tells us what is in the water. When you pour out a bottle of water, what comes out tells you what's in the water. In the same way, our mouths tell someone else what is in us. Our mouths reveal the, the content of our heart. And in the same way, James says, fresh water uh, and salt water can't come from the same spring. Your mouth cannot be positive and negative. Uh, it, it doesn't work like that. You're, you, you, if you are toxic, you are toxic. And it will affect all the ways that you end up speaking. James, uh, Jesus says in Matthew uh, 12, 34, I love this little verse. Jesus is teaching the Pharisees. And he says, you brood of vipers, you snakes, in other words. How can you, who are evil, say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Your heart reveals what is uh, your mouth reveals what is in your heart catch yourself watch yourself going forwards how positive do you speak or how negative do you speak how positive are you about other people or how negative are you about other people are you somebody that tells tales about other people are you somebody who is looking to find things to say about somebody else to prove your point about them what are you doing with your mouth? What is the percentage of time that your mouth is positive and the percentage of time your mouth is negative? So how do we deal with conflict? Do we deal generously or do we get nasty? I very often come across people who just deal with things in a nasty, vindictive way using their words, their self-protection words. You see, how we talk about others, how we talk about what we have done, how we talk about what we think about others and what they should do, how we tell stories and how we expand them, and how we talk about events, if we tell the truth or not, all of these things reveal something of our hearts and in reality are about the way that you deal with stuff. Do you deal with stuff with truth or do you deal with stuff with lies. What you say about others tells me more about you than them. I have a couple of people that I know who regularly will come to me to tell me tales about somebody else. I'm not talking about my children, okay? I regularly have adults who come to tell me tales about someone else. And what they don't realise is every time they do that, they're telling me more about themselves than they are telling me about the other person. Why? Because whatever you say is based upon your opinion, which you can control, and your opinion is what you, you can master. How discreet are you? How loving are you? How generous are you? With what you are telling me tells me more about your heart then it tells me about them. It tells me about the state of you. You see, some people are just toxic with their words. They dump poison on each other. They dump their anger, their resentment, and their, and their criticism on somebody else like a poison. The best time to see what somebody is made of is when they are angry. When they are angry, that reveals more about them than at any other time because when they're angry... The, the protective tissue over their mouth that stops them from saying some things. You know, when people say, well, I've been biting my tongue and now I'm going to tell you. 
when they're angry, the truth starts to get revealed. Some people are toxic and they dump poison on other people. The best time to see what when uh, the best time to see what somebody's made of is when they are angry. When they say what they say when they are angry drags up all the stuff from the bottom of their hearts. It's like when they're angry, they start dredging their hearts and pulling up all the dirt from the bottom of their hearts. This is why Psalm 151, Psalm 51, 151, Psalm 51, verse 10. This is why this verse is like so important. David writes this, he writes, Cleanse in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in, in me. David knew there was a danger that his heart would leak out junk. He knew that his heart, if it was not clean, would leak out poison. And David says in Psalm 51, verse 10, cleanse in me, uh, uh, create in me a clean heart. Oh God, renew a right spirit within me. If we are not confessing, the truth of our hearts will leak out. Look. You only have to ask a loved one or somebody that you live with what they think uh, really about you. Um, ask the people around you how you respond when you're angry and they'll tell you how they see you. Sometimes we don't see ourselves. We don't think about our actions in the way that we need to. These individuals that come telling me tales about other people, if they were to only look at themselves they'd realise what they're doing in that moment and actually they're just going down in my estimations. There has been a time when I challenged one of them and said, look, do you realize that you keep only speaking negatively to me about that person? And they were filled full of excuses. Uh, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. No, it, it is true. Uh, and you need to hear the truth uh, that that is what you keep doing. So number one, poison. Uh, our mouths can leak poison. Um, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Uh, the answer is no. The second thing I want to draw out is this about fire. So in verse 5 of James 3, he says this, Consider what a great forest fire can be set by a small spark. In other words, a, a massive forest fire starts with the smallest of sparks. A forest fire starts with the smallest of match. Your words can start a fight at rapid speed and can do so from the smallest of statements that you have not controlled. Gosh, this is this is challenging, isn't it? Um, the smallest thing I can say could cause a huge argument because I've not controlled my tongue or thought or chosen my words carefully. Do your words start fires or do your words put out fires? I've had to work really hard as a church leader to learn how to put out fires. One of my jobs very often is stopping arguments or putting out arguments. My mouth has to be a fire extinguisher uh, because it, just the nature of working with people, I end up being the middle person uh, having to put out arguments so often. Uh, some of us are words like fire starters. Um, yeah, I love the phrase twisted instigator. I don't know if you've ever heard the song uh, Prodigy. Uh, you're, you're a fire starter, twisted instigator. I, lo I love that, that lyric. Um, our words can very quickly instigate fire, can instigate argument. Are you a fire starter or a fire stopper? Consider what a great forest 
is set on fire by a small spark. Huge arguments start with the smallest of fires, the smallest of matches. Are you going to be somebody that starts a fire or somebody that stops a fire? So let's just look at what the solution to this is then. Let's just look at the solution because James does give us a solution. In verse 3 of James 3, he says this, When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can control the whole animal. Right, what's a bit? A bit is a bit of metal that goes into the mouth of a horse. That bit of metal goes into the mouth of the horse and then the rider can control the horse. A very powerful animal can be controlled and directed by the smallest of bits. That little bit of metal in the mouth can suddenly steer that horse in the direction the rider wants it to go. The horse isn't in charge, the rider becomes in charge because of that bit. We as disciples of Jesus need to be able to put bits into our mouths so we're in control of it, not it in control of us. I have uh, a friend who will regularly admit that they do not have control of their mouths and they're, they're often saying things that they shouldn't and then often getting themselves into trouble because they, they just blurt something out and they've not thought about it and they've not controlled it and now it's out in the world and they can't take it back and now they look a fool because the state of their heart has been revealed. So we need to have a bit in our mouths. When we put a bit into the mouth of a horse, we make them obey us. We can control the whole animal. So what is your bit? The bit is about the godly discipline of self-control. The bit is about controlling the uncontrollable tongue. The bit is about taking charge over, taking responsibility for, and being accountable. So the bit is about taking charge over, taking responsibility for and being accountable for your tongue, for your mouth. Nobody else can be in uh, can take uh, credit for what you say. Nobody else can be accountable for your words. Only you can be accountable for what you say. So you need to have a spiritual bit in your mouth. You need to put some control in there. Like Number one, I would say this. If the heart is spilling out from your mouth, then what David says about creating a clean heart and renewing a right spirit in us, we need to start by saying, God, I confess that my heart is in a bad place and I'm just bitter towards other people and I, and I can't be. God, I confess it, confess it. I repent of it and I go in the opposite direction. Help me, Lord, to stop being that person that's so bitter. Like, that's the first step. The second step then is about taking charge over your words. When you are thinking something that you know should not be said, only you can control your mouth. Uh, don't allow your mouth to be like a wild animal that is uncontrolled. Be like the horse with a bit in its mouth that's controlled. Taking your time to speak slowly and say less. I have a couple of the guys that I mentor and I have encouraged them to say to themselves, what would Chris do? Because I keep saying to them, look, you guys are going so fast. You're making decisions and saying things at such a fast speed. 
you don't realize uh, that you're making some really bad decisions. You're just going too quick. You're making too big, quick a decision. You're speaking far too fast. And you're not actually thinking about the decisions that you're making and what you're saying. So I say to them, what would Chris do? And I get them to repeat back to me, go slow, go slow. The slower you go, the more control you can have over your tongue because you're able to process and think through what you are going to say. So how do we control the tongue? People say put a filter on it. Um, I'd say no. Uh, filters are simply masking what is taking control underneath, what's going on. Filters, that phrase I just bite my tongue, is revealing the heart. So number one, I would say this, confess, sort your heart out. Uh, get God to renew your heart. Make a confession and repent to God. It's all in the heart. If my words are inconsiderate, that means that there is something wrong with my heart. The spring comes from only one source. The source needs cleaning. So create in me a clean heart. Ask for forgiveness. Uh, and then the second is, God, set a guard on my mouth. Uh God, you're going to need to do some work here because I cannot control this thing. Put a bit in my mouth. Help me control it here, Lord. And I was saying that, go slow. The slower you go, the more control you will have over your tongue. If you find yourself about to say something, slow down a minute. Do I really want to say this? Is this going to be helpful? Is this going to be poison? Is it going to be toxic? Or is it going to start a fight? Let me just read this to you. So this is Psalm 19, verse 14. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I find this very helpful. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, may what I say and may what is in my heart be pleasing to God. May what's in my heart and my mouth. So it's not just about what you say. It is about the state of your heart and what's going on in your heart. If you find yourself angry all the time and saying angry things, back up a second. What is in your heart that you need to confess and deal with? What is it that you need to get control of in your heart? Slow down. Process that for a little while. Meditate in your heart about what, where that is coming from. Confess it. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord. So your mouth can be poisonous and toxic. It can start a great fire. But if you put a bit in your mouth, if you make a decision to not use your mouth in that way and be in control of your mouth, going slower having confessed and repented then actually you can control your mouth and it can become something life-giving i want to pray for us now i want to pray that god would help us tame our tongue and that we would actually be able to control this restless evil that we've got uh, in our mouths uh, and that it would not be poisonous but it would be life-giving so let me just pray for us. Heavenly Father, we recognize that our mouths are a water source. And uh, wa that water state is revealing the quality of the source, the quality of the heart. 
So Lord, we just want to confess to you that we are sinners and our hearts are broken. They're bitter, they're angry, they are twisted and they're out of line. We confess that truth to you, Lord. And we ask you that you would wash our hearts clean, that you would renew our hearts and that our mouths may only be fresh water, may only be life-giving. God, we need your help. We need your help and we need your help. Put a bit in our mouths. May we control our mouths and bring glory to you, O Lord. Matthew 12, you brood of vipers, how can one who is evil say anything good for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of? Father, would our hearts only be filled full of light, love, generosity, compassion, and grace. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. All the saints said, Amen. Amen. Friends, I pray and hope you found that helpful. Until next time, grace and peace.